Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right, so we're going to jump in. I'm, I'm actually going to read some scriptures and just talk about it as I go through it. Um, we're going to talk about Philip, um, and uh, we're going to start in verse, um, well, we'll start at the beginning, we'll, uh, uh, verse 4, and then we'll jump up. But uh, really, what's going on right now? This is Acts. This is the church of Acts. This is after Jesus left. This was his church he left behind. So if you want to model um, how Jesus decided ministry was going to work, you can look at this as part of it, right? You can also look at the rest of the Bible and the epistles. But this is, this is the church of Acts. This is what they did. And so in the church of Acts, this is about the same time that um, a couple of things were happening here. Um, the, uh, the, the, the apostles were finding they were too overworked. And so and with all the different things, they wanted to devote themselves just to the scriptures and preaching. So they, they found a bunch of people to serve the widows and, and the orphans and, and the rest of the people. And Stephen, you guys remember Stephen in the Bible? He was one of those guys. Stephen was, Stephen was one like, it would be like you and me um, getting, getting told to uh, take over the church, take over as the ministry team. Okay, Stephen was literally told to wait tables, okay? But what did waiting tables look like in the early church? Stephen literally went around doing miracles and preaching the gospel, right? How do we know he did this? Because he got persecuted for doing that. If, if he wasn't doing that, they probably would have left him alone. But literally, Jesus, or Stephen, Stephen was doing the miracles and the works of a Christian, right? That's what he was put in charge of. And he was just like you and me, just waiting tables, and yet he was called to do miracles, signs and wonders, get the lost saved. And so he's doing this, and, and Saul comes along. He's standing there with, his, uh, with the Pharisees, and they literally killed him, right? You guys remember that part? And so this is what's going on in the church. And it launched this massive persecution. So um, chapter 8 is actually titled, Saul Persecutes the Church. Verse 4, it says, um, Well, it says, verse 3, but Saul began ravaging the church, entering house after house, dragging off men and women, and he would put them in prison. Like, think about that persecution. Like, it wasn't just like, you're, you got your quarantine in your house. No, we're going to take you out of your house and quarantine you in prison. Okay, so verse 4 says, therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? He said, as they get persecuted, their response is to go out preach the word some more. I'm going to pray for us right now. I forgot to pray. Lord, Lord, we bless you this morning, God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, we started with that song, Lord. God, we thank you for just your word that it would speak to us, that your word would guide us, would, that your word is taking us on our journey, God, with you, Lord. I just pray for the journey that you have us on. May your word be the guide. Amen. And so verse 4, it says, Therefore those who have been scattered went about preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. And the crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw signs which he was performing. So Philip is just another disciple going out there and he's preaching with signs and wonders. Amen. When I, when I, when I felt the Lord wanted to show his goodness on the earth, I really believe his goodness has to be com- accompanied by signs and wonders. Now that sign could just be you pulled off on the side of the road when you weren't going to before, but you heard his voice. And so you pulled off on the side of the road and prayed for someone. 
And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump down um, in verse 30. So basically, he, Philip is preaching in Samaria with the Samaritans. The Pharisees didn't actually go there because they hated those people. So he was fairly safe to preach. And so he's going through there. There's Simon the sorcerer. And they go through that whole thing. I'm not going to get into that. Um, and then verse 25. It says, so when, so when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem. They were in Jerusalem. They're going to Samaria to preach the word. They were getting ready to go back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. But an angel. Everybody say, but an angel. But an angel. Let's just say that again. But an, angel. but an angel. Come on, dude. Angels are real. Angels are real. Angels want to speak to you. One time we were in our men's group, we, we, we prayed over uh, someone via the phone that, uh, of a person's dad that was in hospital. And we actually prayed, and I felt like the Lord said, there's an, you know, prophesy an angel is in his doorway. So we did that. A few weeks later, we hear back, actually it's months later, we hear back that about that day when the father and that dad listened to the prophetic word, a guy was coming into the hospital room at the time, and he was flipping out. And the guy, the guy that's in bed sick, like supposed to die, says, what's going on? I says, I swear to you, I just saw an angel walking through this door. <laughs> and the guy completely recovered. That was, uh, that was one of our people's uh, uh, fathers. And so honestly, angels are among us. They're waiting for you to commission them. So if you just need to send an angel right now. In fact, can we just send an angel in my dad's bedroom? He needs a new hip. Can you guys just, where's Mexico? Which way is Mexico? South that way? All right, everybody put your hand out this way. Come on, do this for me. My dad, my dad needs a new hip. All right, we're going to call him after church. So if you want to be a part of that, come find me. I know. This is important. This is important. We're stopping for the one. All right, just, just declare a new hip and an angelic presence in his room right now. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for a new hip. His name's David, and he's amazing. Father, we thank you for David. Come on, Dad. All right, I know I'm Jesse, right? His name's David. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> All right, moving on. (laughs) But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go south to the road that that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. Everybody say it's a desert. It's a desert. He was literally commissioned by an angel to go into the desert. I love, I think last week Micah said that back then seeing angels was normal, right? It was what? Was it Peter's angel? Peter's angel. And so, listen, Philip's like just getting told by angels to go places. I love that. I love that. But, and so he says, so he got up and went. That was smart. Um, and we're on verse 27. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. So he's a man seeking. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, Say, the Spirit said. said. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to teach you things. Listen, church, being a Christian is not not an individual sport. When you read the Word, ask the Holy Spirit, would you teach me? I know this is normal for some of you, but for some of you, you're just reading the Word without Him. The Spirit wants to teach you. and, And so the Spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. So he's walking along, he sees this guy. Maybe you were walking in the, in the mall the other day at Black Friday, and, and you, he- you heard this little voice say, go talk to that guy over there. Has that ever happened to you guys? Yeah. That was the Spirit telling you to go talk to somebody. You're the same thing, right? Did you go talk to the person, though? 
Come on, you can do this. All right. <laughs> and so he got up and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch. Oh, wait. Um, verse 30. So Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? I just love that answer. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of the scripture which he was reading is this. It says, he was led as a sheep to slaughter, as a lamb before its shearers is silent. So he does not open his mouth, and in humiliation his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. Verse 34, and the eunuch answered Philip and said, please tell me, of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or of someone else? I just love that he's learning. He's trying to, he's asking questions. Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. Say he preached Jesus. Do you guys know how to preach Jesus? Do you know how to preach Jesus? If somebody came to you and didn't know who Jesus was, would you know how to preach Jesus? Amen. Can I just say how important it is that you learn how to preach Jesus? I think oftentimes Christianity is all about doing the right thing, getting your world in order, loving one another, handing out food, being a blessing. But do you know how to preach Jesus to somebody? What are we on this earth for, guys? What are we, we don't need more sandwiches. We don't need more food lines. We need more people to preach Jesus to someone. And that someone is going to be someone in front of you. And you're going to hear the Holy Spirit say, Jeff, Jeff, that person over there, go preach me to him. Go talk about me to that guy over there. And Jeff's going to be like, I'm on it because I know Jeff. And he would say yes. That was yesterday. Come on. (laughs) I believe it. Man, I'm just, so Jeff, Jeff, I met Jeff I, just real quick, briefly. I met Jeff maybe three years ago. I don't even know when. And we had coffee one time. By the way, if you want to go to coffee, I'll go to coffee with you. And he's just, he's just such a joy-filled man. And I was just, I'm just blessed because he literally was like, Jesse, I just go, I go to the gym and I work out clearly. And, 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 and all I do is I work out and people come talking to me. They just come up to me. I don't even know why. And so I kind of father these people at the gym, and I tell them about God, and they just keep coming. And I'm just like, honestly, like Jeff's one of my heroes. He just tells people about Jesus on the road that he's on. And so there's people all around you that you're about to find today. Say today. today. Say it's today. it's today. It might happen today. You know what, though? It may not be convenient. It may not be convenient. Oh, I'm going to get to a story. I just... But it's so good. So, <laughs> and so as they went on the road, this is verse 36. Um, this is as he was preaching Jesus. He says, as they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water. <laughs> what prevents me from being baptized? Come on. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water. Philip, as well as, well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, 
and the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. Like I know we're kind of, a, we're, we're, this is normal to us, but just recognize that Philip was there and then he was snatched away. He was no longer there. And he was transported to another place. If this is new to you, it's in the Bible. I'm not sure what to tell cessationists, but it's in the Bible. Okay. And so, so the, the eunuch, I love it, I love it. This guy disappears from his, from his presence and he walks away rejoicing. Walks away rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Azotus, and as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Listen, I just love this story. I, I'm not trying to hit a home run with some deep revelation that's going to change your world. I'm just trying to tell you what a Christian looks like. Right? Jessica and I were, um, were, were heading out to uh, uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, we, we considered the risk of being arrested. And uh, we just knew it was worth it. It was worth it um, to have turkey. And <laughs> I'm just playing. And uh, <laughs> oh, man, I think I'm most, I'm most thankful for the memes of this season. I think the memes have been, have been really like a source of life for me, that the meme game is really strong right now. So if you're, memes are my love language. So if you have my phone number, you can text me memes, all right? Uh, maybe not everything, but you just text me memes that are funny. Um, and so we're, we're heading out, and there's, the, there's a few of us in the car. We've got our family loaded. We're already behind, right? If you've got kids, you're already behind. Right now, if you have kids, you're behind. I don't know why that is, but you're behind. And if you have kids, you know it's true. Um, <laughs> and so we were already behind. We're probably 20, 30 minutes late than when we wanted to. And we, Jessica and I had already had a tense interaction. And uh, <laughs> one, <laughs> we were told by, our, by one of our roommates that we were stressing the house out. And it was true. We were. And so, uh, so we decided to act like Christians and knock it off. And so we figured it out. We, we, we made up, reconciled. But we're already behind. So we get in the car and we're on the road. And, and we get on the freeway. We're heading up to Santa Barbara. And we're on the freeway. And I look at the gas gauge. We need gas now. Everything inside of me is not acting like Jesus. I think we left Jesus back at the house. And I'm, I'm driving. I'm just like, oh, man. Now we're going to be even more behind, which I don't care about being late. I just care about getting on the freeway, having to get off again. Okay? That's just me. <laughs> and so I'm, like, frustrated. And I'm like, all right, well, what, what exit? And so I was like, we'll just take Euclid. So we take Euclid. There's no gas stations on Euclid, by the way. <laughs> don't take Euclid. If you're driving, don't take Euclid. All right? Take the next one. It's the next exit, all right? <laughs> to which Jessica, after the exit, said, honey, it's the next exit. I'm like, well, you didn't say anything to me. So I just took it. I was taking powerful decisions right there. <laughs> and so I'm taking this exit. We're completely out of, out of my comfort zone. I'm getting a little on the edge of stressed. And, uh, and we take this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this isn't a big deal. Why are you, mess? Why are you so frustrated at this? And so I'm, I'm slowly coming down. And we, I'm like, I'm like well, where's, where's the next gas station? How far? She's looking up five minutes. Five minutes? We're, we're, we're going to go to the next exit. So we're taking back roads, literally up to the next exit. And we pull into AMPM. And, uh, and so we stop. And we're completely, like, off our route, right? Like, I'm just, this is just TikTok time is killing us. I just want to get gas and get on the way. If I can use Apple Pay to save me four seconds, I will. And so we, we end up, we end up, we, we get out and I start to get gas and we notice there's a homeless man sitting on the other side of this sign 
And, um, and Jessica says, hey, we've got these oranges. Let's give them an orange. Reagan loves oranges, so she's excited to give some one of her oranges away. And so I get out, and um, the guy comes over, and um, I say, hey, how's it going? Happy Thanksgiving. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, would you like an orange? We didn't have any cash. We'd given a lot of our cash away recently. And so, uh, by the way, Pastor Micah says, always keep cash with you. And we realized these are those moments we wish we had cash. So we had an orange, though. It was nice. So Reagan jumps out of the car and gives him an orange. It was really cool. And I said, hey, by the way, is there anything that you need prayer for right now that God could do for you? And um, I wasn't sure what he would say because you never know what people are going to say. And, and he says, well, actually, yeah, my knee's all messed up. And I'm like, well, that's amazing because Jesus wants to heal your knee right now. And so we end up, kind of a long story short, I, we, we found out, you know, what the pain level is right? Here's a quick lesson in healing. It's better if you ask them before you pray for them where the pain level's at. Why is that? Because they will try to deny that they were healed afterwards. Not they, but the enemy, okay? So it's good to get really secure about, oh, you're at a six, right? So he's at a six, torn meniscus. He needed a new meniscus, whatever. It's six out of ten pain, lots of pain, lots of pain. So Reagan and I prayed for him right then. The guy gets completely healed right there. He got completely healed right then at AMPM. He got completely healed. It, that's, it, it's impossible. And so he's, he's actually, I was really thankful he reacted in a really good, some people are just like, okay, so what? But he was like, he was super stoked. He's like trying it out. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm reminding him this was a six before. And now it's at a what? He's like, well, I just can't find the pain anymore. And so he just kept looking for it. And he had a lot of swelling that didn't go down quite yet. So his movement, but he was just like, this is amazing. And I, and I've got some people in my life that share the gospel a lot. And so I'm, I'm, I'm always, I don't want to say convicted, but I'm I'm challenged, I'm encouraged, I'm pulled into this world to talk to people about Jesus. Do you guys have people like that in your life? They make you nervous? They make you nervous? I've got lots of friends like that. And so they make me nervous in a really good way. And so, you know, one of my friends is uh, Chris Kildosher, and he's just, he's even seen, they had 40 people get saved in the past 10 days. And so I know, come on, that's awesome. So people are getting saved right now. I just want to release some good news. And so literally, I'm just chatting with this guy, and I'm reminding myself of the testimonies of my friends. And so I'm just like, hey, I said this, if you were to die today, Rick, because his name was Rick, I said, if you were to die today, Rick, do you know where you would go? A little Ray Comfort action right there, right? (laughs) And this isn't usually like me, but honestly, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of not seeing the fruit that Jesus paid for. I'm like, let's get to this thing. Do you know where you would go? And he looked at me, and he stopped for a second, and he basically said, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be going to hell. And my heart kind of broke. I'm like, wow, like, come on. He says, yeah, I, used to, I was baptized when I was 13, but I think I pretty much now I know where I'm going now. And I just started telling him how good God is and that he wanted to save his soul like today. And I just started, I just started uh, what does it say? I love it. It says, I, I started preaching Jesus to him. Just started preaching Jesus to him. It wasn't convenient. It wasn't on the road. In fact, it was completely off our road. I was a little upset that I had to go this direction. And yet, and yet, he brought me. It's, like, it's almost like the angel took me down this other road. And, uh, and, and it was perfect. It was beautiful. And so this guy, I started chatting with him. And, and I didn't force it on him because he kept saying, I'd have to ponder this. I'd say, well, 
I don't think, I don't think Jesus wants to, it, the world may not wait for you to ponder this. There's people right now that, that they may not be here tomorrow. And if they don't, if they don't give their lives to Jesus today, they're going to spend eternity without him. Jimmy, you're like, you're one of my heroes. I, you're just like, just preaching salvation. So I, I mean, I don't know if this is some deep revelation, but can I just bring our hearts to the centrality of what Jesus bought and paid for? There's a joy of salvation that's waiting. You know, when you, when you get to be there when someone gets saved, now you might just plant seeds right? You might be that seed planter. I, might, I planted a seed. He didn't actually make a decision for Christ. And, and to be honest, I don't want to force him into something that that's not what he tells us to do. I, I need him to give his life to God. And if he wasn't ready, I'm not going to push him. But man, there's a joy when you get to share Jesus to people. And so I'll ask you again, do you know how to preach Jesus to people? Do you know how to tell them about your testimony? I'm just going just gonna to put that seed in your heart. Like, let this be something on your list to get good at. To get good at. You can be bad at it. That's good. Just, just start doing it. And so I just want to throw it out to you guys. I, I, I was captured by, uh, by Philip's story. I love that he got saved and baptized almost in the same hour. And I think, man, I think, you know, that's what we want to start doing. Just get him baptized in the Holy Spirit right after that. And so I just, I just want to just release that to you guys. I, there, there's, um, yeah. I love what Micah shared today and, and all the, the blessings and the, and the abundance of God. And, and then he also said in the same breath, all that stuff doesn't matter. But, sal- but introducing people to Jesus is what matters. Right now, just close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. I just feel like we're supposed to close your eyes. If anybody here today does not know that they would, that if, they, if they died today, I, I know it's not fun to think about, but if they died today, do you know that you would spend eternity with the greatest father and lover the world has ever known? If, do you know where you would go? Do you know that you would be spending eternity with him? If not, if not, and you want to know if you want to have the assurance that today I would be with him in heaven, if you want to give your life to Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If there's anybody in this place, I know, I know a lot of you guys, but I'm just going to say it. Come on, amen, I see the hand. Today, I know. Ten minutes ago, an hour ago, I wasn't saved, but today I want to be saved by my Father in heaven. Amen, brother. Anybody else? Raise your hand high. Come on, Amen. Father, I pray too for anybody, and right now, if you know someone, if you know someone that needs Jesus, I want you to raise your, their, your hand for them. I know someone that needs to give their life to Jesus. Raise your hand. Come on, this, is, this isn't about I'm embarrassed to raise my hand. I don't participate in things like this. Like, this is, this is faith. We're going to activate faith right now by raising your hand. Father, we prophesy and we, we, we speak 
into those individuals that need your salvation, God. And we pray that they would be saved today, God. Not tomorrow, today, God. That your angels would come to them, that somebody would come to them and plant a seed, that the seeds would take root and they would grow and they would be salvation, God. That people would turn their lives to you. Father, I pray for my own father. I pray for my family, God. They would, they would, they would know you, God, that they would give their life to you today, God. Today today. No more playing around, Father. No more playing around, God, with this life, God, that's not promised tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. God, would you do it? Would you do it, God? Your hand is not too short to save. (laughs) Now, put your hand on your heart. I'm going to close with this. If you, if, you know, actually, hold on a second. I want, I need some different buy-in. If this, if, if you want, if you want to, A, I want to learn how to preach Jesus better to those around me. Some of you guys don't do it because you don't think you're equipped. You think you're inadequate. You don't think it'll work. You don't know what to say. You're embarrassed, whatever, right? But I need, so there's, there's, there's a training. There's a training. Say, so if this is you, I want to learn to talk to people about Jesus. If that's you, I need to get better at this, Father. You just know you do. I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying for myself. Father, we pray right now that you would release the anointing to preach the gospel. Father, I pray you'd put words in our mouth. You'd you'd put the story of our own salvation in our hearts and in our minds. God, I pray you'd teach us to do it in a beautiful, in a non-religious, in a strong, holy, and beautiful way, God, that sounds like us and not somebody else. Father, the harvest is ripe, and the workers are ready. And so if that's you, if you're ready for this, just say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now listen, you've got to count the cost, though. What's the cost? You might get embarrassed. That's the cost. Am I right? Is there any other cost? No one today will hit you in the face if you preach the gospel to them right? No one's going to fine you yet, right? We are not going to be fined for preaching the gospel quite yet. Pray it never happens. The only cost is, is you might get embarrassed because it's new for you and you want their approval. <laughs> Can we count the cost? Listen, you, you don't have to actually, uh, the, everything starts with a yes, right? Amen. So if you want to count the cost, say, Father, I want to count the cost of being embarrassed. <laughs> this is real. Come on. This is just hitting home for all of us. If you want to count that cost, just say, God, I want to help me count the cost to endure that so that I would see, so that I would see the salvation of my friends, of my brother, my sister, my mother, and my father. Father, would you help me lay down that cost? <laughs> Come on, you kind of got to laugh that the world getting saved is, is one embarrassing moment away. Oh, man, perspective. Father, I thank you for this amazing group of Christians, this church, God. Lord, there's no condemnation for those of us that have been uh, having a hard time at this, God. I just want to break that off. Any kind of shame, any kind of feeling like you're not good enough, you haven't done enough, that's just trash. Let's just break that off right now that there is a joy in breaking through hard things. There's a joy in stepping into the calling of, of telling people about Jesus.
You can love them in so many ways, but if, we don't, if somebody doesn't tell them about Jesus, they'll never know. So Lord, I just, I just ask you to just give us a grace and a blessing and a joy to step out of our comfort zones, to step into who you really actually called us to be. And then we would do it in our own personalities. We would do it in our own strengths and how you created us. Hallelujah, God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Come on. Can we just, get, can we just, can we just shout and just... Just for salvations coming in. Can we just shout for listen, this is cool, right? This is cool. But if we don't get salvations, this is this is not as cool. <laughs> we're we're missing a massive part of this. All right. Not all of you guys burn for souls. There's just there's a few of you. You're evangelists. But for all of us, there's a grace that he gives us to want this too. Amen? All right, let's give a shout. One, two, three. Come on. Amen. Amen. If you're part of the prayer team, come on up here. We're going to pray for people. Um, I want to see if, if you got partial healing today or you didn't get the healing that you got prayed for, let's pray for you again. Let's pray for you again. Man, I'll, if you have a, a, a knee pain or something, I'm going to pray for you. I'm anointed to heal knees right now. I'm anointed to heal knees. So if you've got a knee problem, come on up here. I ain't scared. And so uh, come on up. If anything else going on, um, we got Giving Tuesday. Feel free to jump in. Give into these orphanages. They're awesome. And um, we love you guys. And go get your kids, my wife said. So <laughs> bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.